Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Any ice cream just now or no? I did not. I did not. I will later. Don't worry. That's not. I got a sweet tooth. What's your ice cream of choice? Ooh, man. Strong question. Ooh, I would probably go with um, chocolate chip. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm wondering for this game coming up, like offensively, what would you say are the things that you absolutely have to do to be in a position to win this game? I think we got to be able to continue the consistency we've had running the football. Um, and then I think in the passing game, our receivers have to have good secondary releases. I think they're really physical in the second, in the back half. I think that that is something that they do really, really well that um, I think can surprise you if you haven't played football for a little while. And you know, you get out into the to the back half, and, and they got their hands on you. They hold and grab and press and push a lot. So you just got to get used to the physicality on the back end. I think that'll be one part. If we can clear ourselves from the defenders, I think we have a chance to get open for sure. Um, we obviously have to take care of Mike. You know, that's that's a big part. They got a phenomenal defensive line. Um, I think they're really really well coached. You know, they strike well, use their hands well, and they're talented. So. And they play with the great motor. So taking care of Mike and the line of scrimmage will be uh, a big-time test. And, and that secondary is a little uncertain because one of the guys has got to sit out the first half. That's right. For a targeting call. And then I think another guy is injured, but I'm not sure. Well, they had one guy, number 11, who played earlier in the season. Um, I think he entered the transfer portal. He played boundary safety. Um, and then, you're correct, one of the guys had uh, a targeting uh, penalty, and he'll be out. But their, their main guys, their starters will be there. So... It's more of a, a little bit of substitution difference. You just had, obviously, your O-line win uh, more award. And I'm, yeah. It's an interesting progression there where I know at times this year you would really challenge them to mm-hmm. become more physical, to you know, just to, to maximize themselves. And it seems like they did that as they finished the year. How did you yeah. see that group continue to grow into itself and, and grow into the group that it is at this point? Yeah, you know, the, the credit goes to the room and to, to Coach Huff as far as getting it done. But I, I think that they're – there certainly was a, a challenge, you know, just you replace that many parts and it's going to take time for that to gel. So you replace the whole interior of the offensive line from last year and then you you get an injury, a significant injury with a starter, a senior starter with Teo, and you're still trying to figure it out. Then you have another injury. And, you know, so I think there was, there was a piece there with the guys gelling and that always happens to an extent throughout the season. But I thought the room overall really felt like and understood what the challenge was, you know, and the physical, you know, the physical nature of what we need. And I thought the bye week helped that. Um, you will really put some challenges out there to the guys to, you know, settle themselves into their roles and, you know, work more at finishing blocks and just all the basic stuff, you know. But I thought the guys, one of the biggest keys was, in a long-winded answer, they're all coachable. They're coachable kids. They're, they're willing to get pushed. And I think when you're willing to get pushed and you're coachable and you believe that there's improvement as possible, that you'll keep improving. And I, I thought that they did that every every single week. Will Rogers. 
getting that addition? What was it about Will that attracted you guys? I don't know if I can comment on that. You can. Or not yet. Well, he was officially announced yeah, uh, yeah. on Wednesday, okay. so I'm yeah. pretty sure you're kidding. It's different because he's actually talked about it. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's on Lars anyway. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Will's a, a super productive kid. That's one of the things I, I liked about him, obviously. Um, I'm excited about the room that we have, the youth that we have in the room, um, that super talented Austin Mack, uh, Marmar, guys like that that are coming in. Um, but you look at the, the difference in experience in the room, and that's where you – you have a significant drop off. So a guy like Will, obviously, thrown for over twelve thousand yards in the SEC, um, very capable passer, really, really bright kid, competitive spirit. Um, we're super excited about him. So I, I think he he brings a lot to the room and the team. Air raid to transition to doing what you're doing. How much? How difficult is that? Or it, well, yeah, is it? I think it's really difficult. I think it's really difficult. And obviously, you know, the recruiting piece um, ties into that. You got to sit with the kid. You got to watch film with him. You got to. You know, see the the level of intelligence he has, and and Will's a really bright kid. Um, when you sit down and watch film, he transitioned last year. I thought that one of the segues that kind of helps a little bit is that last year he wasn't in an air raid system; he was in a different system. So he had to make some of the jumps into that. And being able to watch those games with him, specifically, I know we watched the South Carolina game together. And just him talking through his calls, protection checks, all those. He, he's a bright kid. So I think that part bodes really well for us. And then you mentioned Mar Mar Demarcius Davis. Was, yeah. What, what was it about him that stood out to you guys in the recruiting process? And what is he going to bring to the program? Really, really high ceiling. I think that um, he's got a really high ceiling and he's got the right type of demeanor. He's a great kid, um, super low ego. He believes he's got a ton of work to do. He doesn't think by any stretch he's arrived. And he's super excited about working and he'll work his tail off. He's a, he's a great kid, so really excited about him. He's got really nice measurables, um, long kid, very athletic, super accurate, you know, pushing 70% his senior year, doesn't turn the ball over that much. You look at the guys, Mike Penix had ridiculous numbers in high school. He had 60-some touchdowns and, like, three picks or something. I can't remember what it was, but he didn't turn the ball over. Um, Austin Mack was 40-some touchdowns and, like, four picks. Um, and, and I thought Marmar did a good job because I think there's a piece to just um, decision-making in general. If you're a guy that turns the ball over a ton in high school, there's a good chance even with really good coaching you'll still push the ball and turn it over. And I thought that was something that showed up. I got one more. Uh, yep. How do you explain the, the wide receiver to Lions that left yesterday? Because when I bring that up, a lot of the – Who's that? Rotation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the college game is very transient right now, so I understand that, but – He's a young guy. All your, most of your veterans are probably leaving. You got a wide receivers coach who's just named National Coach of the Year, and you're going to the CAFP. And I'm wondering, where are you, you going to find something better than that? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes it's it's just the fit for guys too. Like Tayshon's a good kid. Um, you know, he just is is looking for maybe somebody that fits his personality. And sometimes, you know, um, we're looking for guys that fit ours too. Yeah. You know, so there's a piece there. You know, with just the the toughness and the, the type of demanding nature that we have in this offense and in Coach Shep's room, you know, I think that there's a piece there where, you know, we've got really, really good mentors in that room that know how to operate and, and be professionals every day. So uh, there, there's a lot that goes into decisions like that. But, uh, you know, we wish him the best and hope he finds some place where he's comfortable. Can I, uh, I wanted to ask a question. Yeah. about um, Coach Morell had mentioned that the first bowl practices were kind of for the young guys to – get out there and get yeah. more, a little more reps. Wait, can you just give us maybe two or three young guys that kind of stuck out that kind of flashed to you? Austin. Austin Mack did. 
he did a really good job. Um, I thought he, he showed up. Rashid does a great job. Tybo does a great job, but he's playing as well right now too. Um, and then I think we, I think we've got a, a whole ton of young old linemen that that are going to be really good. Obviously, you know, unfortunately, Landon, you know, wasn't repping now, but um, some of these other young guys, Sawane. Um, has shown to be a guy that, that can be physical and move really well for his size. So, uh, But we're excited about all those young linemen. How do you balance the running aspect of a quarterback versus wanting to be a pocket passer and throw first? Because obviously in this day and age of college football, you know, Jane Daniels gets basically credit for winning the Heisman because he can run more than Mike. Mm-hmm. Necessarily, Mike better, might, be, might be a better thrower. How do you kind of balance that when you're looking and evaluating quarterbacks? Well, first off, it's not might be a better thrower. Mike <laughs> is a better thrower. Um, but I think that it's really it's it's the risk reward piece for me. I guess that's that's how I look at it. Is they're, they're just so valuable in your offense, and you know I just I think that you know we would rather hand the ball to DJ and, and do things like that than you know risk risk your signal caller getting hit. That's always how I felt, and you know just how we've called it and done it for years is just trying to make sure that your quarterback's throwing it and your running back's running it, and that's how you're going to account for your yards. But everybody has you know, different tolerance levels. And I know Jaden is, is a heck of a player and a great kid. And I think a lot of his yards, honestly, not a, a good chunk of them came on scrambles, you know, and that's kind of what he does. I think one of the things that makes Mike really, really good is his ability to keep his eyes downfield, not give up on a play. So I think there's there's part of that, that some of the teaching mechanics and what you're looking for too. But, yeah, he's a good player. Demarcus Shepard. Very rarely. I was playing a video back last night from early in the season it said we don't have any rings are you guys going to get a pack 12 ring is that in the works or, or does it have to be something bigger we've already forgotten about that um and this is almost as if we've it never even happened um we're on to you know continue our goals and keep moving forward to in the, the video playoffs said, do you have a pack 12 ring we don't have any pack 12 rings and i just thought huh do you get one, do you get one? I, I don't even know what that is until uh, um, the season's over with, we'll start thinking about that when the season's over with. So right now, uh, we got Texas. Okay, I got a serious one for you. Mm-hmm. You lost a wide receiver yesterday, went into the portal. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite figure that out when you guys are unbeaten. All the veteran wide receivers are going to leave next year. And and I think you were named National Coach of the Year for wide receivers yesterday. I mean, can you explain why a guy would leave like that? You know uh, Everything in me wants to just tell you that we're focused on the guys that are here right now. And, um, you know, we got good players here, guys that uh, are going to do really good things. Um, guys that uh, are not here, then we just move forward. It's about just cons- consistent improvement of the guys that are here. So um, no ill will, no ill feelings. Uh, again, I'm going to keep reminding people that these young people they're not the ones that created the system, okay? We as grown people were the ones who made this system. We made these decisions, not these 18 to 22-year-olds. We decided that they could do these things, and they are just uh, living in the world that we created. So, um, you know, good luck to him, and uh, we'll keep moving forward. Tell me what you uh, have seen so far on film from Texas. Super. Compared to a year ago. Uh, you know what? Uh, they haven't changed. They were super physical last year. Um, they're going to get their hands on you early in routes. Um, they're going to contest everything that you do. Uh, they're going to make you ever earn every single yard. Um, their their nickel is one of the best tacklers that I've ever seen. You know, I talk about knee benders being jawbreakers, and he's a knee bender, so he's going to strike you. And uh 
and force you to really play the, the brand of football that he wants wants you to pr- play. So, um, you know, we got we got our work cut out for us for this particular game. A lot of the time we're used to, you know, gregarious Jamarcus Shepard coming over. You look, like <laughs> you, got, you look like you got your game face on already. I'm ready. I, I mean, if we can go play tomorrow, I'll be ready tomorrow. Um, I'm super ready for this game. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, a couple of things have transpired as of recently that even give me more motivation. They just, it just seems like they're just, they just keep piling, piling and piling opportunities for me to just use it to motivate our guys. And, and if he's watching, he know who I'm talking to is just helping more and more and more to get us in the mood that we need to be in because there's a certain mood and a look in your eye that you have to have on game day. And I'm going to ensure that our guys have that. Is it not, is that because not only did Rome not get the bullet in the trophy you didn't get it either <laughs> well I definitely should have got it I mean it, it was clear cut I mean I don't know who the voters are for that award but I definitely had the most yards you know Rome really didn't have a ton of yards I mean um, most of those were my yards and he had a few uh, of his yards one more just one more what kind of ice cream did you have after practice I didn't have any um, <laughs> I did not have any I know what the holidays are bringing so I'm excited about some of the sweets um, that we're gonna have during this during this Christmas season so excited about that so you know we, we talked about that young receiver how about the other two that came in with him how's been their progress uh, we've seen just a little bit of them on the field I'm talking Reynolds and Williams They've been doing great. They've been progressing exactly how they should. They're doing everything they can to uphold the standard of the room. Uh, when you come into a position room that is as loaded as we had this past season, uh, it's hard for anybody to really – everybody's just speculating unless they're here at practice. It's just speculation about what they're doing, how they're doing. Nobody knows except for the coaches and, and the players on this team, and, and they're doing just fine. You know, it's just – you can never replicate game reps, and that's that's the hardest part to do when you got, you know, six other guys in front of those guys that are like hungry for every single rep. They don't want to come out ever. If I would allow Rome to play every rep, he would play every rep, every single rep. Um, would not come out of the game. So um, that's what you want. Um, but you, there's a delicate balance there. So these young men are doing they're doing a good job. So you got Williams and Reynolds a taste, which was good. I mean, for, for this first year, <laughs> definitely. You know, they understand the expectation, and that's. That's what it's all about. They, they understand that there's going to be a state of continual improvement here in this program. So they need to improve as well. Um, and that's no different than Romo Dunze and Denzel, Denzel Boston. It's no different for anybody on the, in the program. What is Justice Williams going to bring to the program? Physical, long, uh, can run. Uh, hunger, uh, passion for the game, uh, desire to improve constantly. Uh, he wants somebody to teach him over and over and over again. So uh, excited about him and his demeanor and how, what he's going to bring to the table in that regard. He's a physical football player, too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Coach, huh? Specifically getting in pocket feet now. Oh, I think we're getting a, a number one, most important thing, we're getting a great kid. Um, I just love Pocky's demeanor, his attitude, um, the community in which he's coming from. There's uh, Oak Hills High School. They're, they do just a great job. Um, so that would be the the most important thing and then he's a really good athlete plays a lot of can play a lot of different positions um he can move his feet he can bend he's physical um you can see he's got a big frame on him he's gonna he's gonna be a big kid and so we're really excited about him and the comps that he's got in Detroit Fatano how accurate are those in your eyes um I think there's definitely some similarities uh for for sure um you know, we were looking at pictures when Troy, we were recruiting Troy. Uh, we got pictures out here, and he's just like a little guy. Um, you know, there, again, you know, Troy coming out was an, an athletic kid. You know, he wasn't a 300-pounder coming here or anything like that. And so um, the way they bend and move, there's some similarities for sure. And then Davi, what, what does he bring? He's, I know he's a later addition to Bakker. Yeah, we, we're really excited about Davi. Uh, he's, um, again, another kid that comes from a great community, a great, great just great personality. Uh, great family, uh, but again, another athletic kid that can move, um, that bends well, um, is explosive, and he's gonna he's gonna be uh, he's he is bigger now. I think he's he's David's already uh, 300 pounds, so um, yeah, he's he's gonna be another guy that we, that we can play a lot of different positions. And Kat, who would, who would a comp be for for Boyage here? Who, 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 uh, who is he akin to? Which kid? Uh, David. Oh, okay. Um, good comp for him. Um, shoot, I mean, there's some similarities again with like t- Troy. Um, again, the b- body type wise, they're similar. Let me think. Uh, Mateo Mele, probably Mateo. You know, uh, he's not quite as tall as Mateo, but but that body type, you know, he's just big, thick kid, but athletic looking, not fat. Um, yeah, you know, I love those bodies. And what did it mean for you to have the offensive line win the Joe Moore Award? Just how special was that moment? Yeah, it's just, I mean, that was. You know, it's the Heisman for O line. Um, it's it's huge. You know, these guys have worked really hard, and I, you know, and, and I, and these guys know it too. This award wasn't just about this group, but there's a lot of other guys that have played here too that have set the bar, set the standard, um, and so it, it it was great. It was really cool. I, I was I was excited for the guys. How did you keep it quiet for a week? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah. The um, guys kept asking, and I just had to keep lying. So uh, I don't know. I. Hopefully that's not a good thing that I'm good at lying, but um, yeah, no. Do you need all five of them to move that trophy around? You know what? I don't even know where the dang thing is. I, I think you need more than just the five of them. I think you need a forklift. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have no idea where it's at. Hopefully it's somewhere around here, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, we talked about Troy, you know, with the Morris Trophy. You know, that was voted yeah. on by the opponents. Yep. If, did you see who was on the committee to name the Moore Trophy? Uh, the Morris Trophy, yeah. or, jo- or the the Morris Trophy, Joe Moore Trophy, yeah, Joe uh, or Joe Moore Award. I mean, it was all former big time. Yeah, line. yeah. No, they they you know that I remember when that they got the ball rolling there. Aaron Taylor, they started getting going, and um, it it's really neat. They've done a really nice job with that thing. I mean, we've obviously you know watched it from years uh, in the prior years. Um, credit to those guys. It's it's cool. It's really cool. It, I think it's a really special deal. Did you get any calls from guys from last year? Jackson, oh yeah, Jackson. Corey. I mean, yeah, all of them. Yep, yeah. Guys, Caleb McGarry, Coleman Shelton. He, I mean, the list goes on. So, the one guy I haven't heard from is Luke Wattenberg. I don't know what Luke's up to. <laughs> he's. 
Who the Broncos playing right now? Because I haven't seen, I haven't heard from Luke. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. But I want to ask you real quick. You got the five freshmen that came in, and we saw like Henning a little bit more than the others. But could you talk about those five? Anybody who's made kind of a move or, or kind of done anything? Yeah, Landon and Zach came in. And, you know, they 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 played this year in some games. Um, really excited about both those guys. Uh, and then Kali's been making really good progress. And then both Elijah and Sawane, um, you know, those are totally different body types. But those guys, you know, they've been getting after it with Coach McKeefrey in the weight room. And, um, you know, they take typically those bodies take a little bit longer to develop, you know. Uh, but I, I like all five of those guys. I'm really excited about our future. Out of the five, besides Landon played, of course, yep. more than anybody. And, and Henning got into the two deeps. But anything unusual about the the other three that, that they showed you that they did that um, just kind of stuck out because we didn't get to see them. Yeah, gosh. Uh, well, you'll see Kali's a big old kid. He's going to remind you a lot of Nate Kalepo. I mean, he's a big old joker. Um, and then both Elijah and Sawane. I mean, Sawane's uh, uh, a little bigger right now in his lower half than 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 uh, Elijah is. But um, both those guys are going to be big kids. How do you say Elisha's last name? Jaquette. Jaquette. Yeah. It's kind of like French or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> learn them and that's it. I, yeah, I was talking to uh, Roger a little bit about just, to me, it just seemed like at the end of the year, the offensive line seems so much better than it was earlier in the year. It seemed more physical, more in tune. A lot of the time, guys are worn down. Can you, can you talk a little bit about just later in the year compared to maybe the middle and the beginning? Yeah, well, I'd just say that, you know, I think we – DJ kind of emerged, and that kind of gave us a little bit more balance in the in, in the offense. And I think that was, you know, that that's probably the biggest thing to me is just the ability to, to run the football. Um, but you know, guys, you know, we went through a stretch there too at the beginning where you know Mateo's playing good football. All of a sudden, he's out for the year, and so we have to move Parker. You know, Julius, and then Julius gets hurt, and we got Garen, then Garen gets hurt. And, you know, Julius comes back. I mean, it's just been a lot of moving pieces. It's been a rough year for that, um, but that's you know why we kind of train the way we do so the guys, you know, can play more than one position because unfortunately. Unfortunately, guys do get hurt. Have you guys explored Mateo potentially coming back with a medical redshirt, or is that? You know, I think he's it. He's he's I think ready to move on. Um, you know that that that's probably it. Yeah. And just um, was wanted to you know with Parker Brailsford. I know you liked him coming out of high school. I know he was undersized, but realistically, would it have been a realistic expectation when he got here to expect him to be a second team All Conference guy in the second year in the program? Well. Good question. I mean, he wouldn't have been here if we didn't we didn't believe in his ability. Um, I would say last year, about this time, he had just won the Scout Team Player of the Year award, and you certainly could see some traits. Like you're like, okay, you know, this guy this guy's got he's he could be pretty special, and he's just continued to get better and better and better. So, um, I we felt really good about him. I know that. You know, I uh, to say it's a surprise. Uh, no, I don't. I don't wouldn't say it's a surprise. It's one thing to have big, powerful guys, and you've got some big dudes. Yeah. But just the way that they can move and pull, how do you pull that athleticism out of those big dudes? It's called. It's just it's recruiting. It's recruiting. I mean, that's there's, there's some things that you can't you can't teach. It's a lot of that's recruiting. Could you uh, talk about that a little bit? Did you know Lewis uh, other than playing against him last year? I didn't. No, we hadn't had a, a prior relationship. We did. Uh, we had some mutual colleagues that uh that we got in touch with but uh but no it kind of happened fast and uh had an opportunity to you know obviously do some research on sean and uh great guy you know what i mean everybody speaks highly of him and and uh yeah it was just uh, one of those things where 
kind of got on the phone and did some zooms and things clicked. You know, there's some chemistry there, and and uh, one thing led to another. Yeah, I was on a zoom call with him before last year's Kansas State game, and he was a lot of fun, just you know, answering my questions and things like that. Yeah, really good man. I think uh, you know, just uh, um, humble. You know, has a lot of gratitude for for everything that uh, that he's been able to accomplish and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm just excited. So a little bit of mixed emotions because you're getting promoted, going on to something new and exciting, yet you're still part of this, which has been good for you. Yeah, no question. I think, uh, you know, you look at this place and, and it's special. I mean, that's we've been able to have some success here in all phases, and I think that's, you know, it's a credit to the other coaches here, the players, I mean, um, you know, the whole organization. Um, you know, Kalen's done a, a great job here, and people, you know, want to want to be able to, probably get in and crack the code a little bit of hey man why are they successful and things like that and, and we've been able to do that and um you know it leads to opportunities so i'm just real appreciative of of uh, all the other assistant coaches the players here like it's you know that success is is what's led to other opportunities yeah. was, was there a decision to be made about whether you'd leave right away or stay or was that always something that you knew that you're going to be here throughout the, the cfp yeah i mean i just think you you know you got you got to do things for for our players and, and for the guys around here and feel like, hey, man, you, you know, I just feel like you owe it to them to to uh, to finish the job, you know, and I think that was something that was important to me and, and uh, I talked to Coach DeBoer about it and, and grateful that he's allowing me to be able to do that. And, and uh, yeah, I just think, you know, we've been together. It's been it's been a long time since August 1st, you know what I mean, when we got out here and guys have been out here battling and, uh, you know, you get to this point now and you want to make sure you finish it. Did you, you have a connection with CJ McCorris going there I mean were you involved in that at all yeah yeah no we uh obviously um you know defensively you want to be able to to be able to have some familiarity with the guys that you're working with and CJ has done a great job on our staff there's a lot of guys like I said that are you know um it's more than just the you know the 10 assistant coaches that that really help our football team and and make this thing go so excited for him you know obviously a guy that's that's worked really hard um been to a number of spots and done a good job hoping for an opportunity like this and uh, I'm excited to be able to work with them. Are you going to miss the the 30 degree weather though? I mean, <laughs> you're, you're not going to have that anymore. Is that part of was that part of the decision or no? I mean, no. No. <laughs> I mean, it was I tell you what, man, like I said before, like I got I have nothing but um, you know, gratitude for the opportunity here. I mean, it's it's a special special place and what what's gone on here, you know, since uh since uh, our staff got here has been um, you know, amazing. So um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, San Diego is one of the better spots when it comes to weather, but um, it's hard. You know, you're leaving some guys that, that you've recruited. You're leaving some guys that you know you've spent a lot of a lot of time with, blood, sweat, and tears. And and uh, you know, I think that's the neat part about our you know our, our whole organization. Like you don't take those things for granted. That's honestly the toughest part is just leaving guys that you've you know you've went to war with, you've solved problems with each other together, and, and uh, you know that's that 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 bond never never goes away so that that's probably the hardest thing is just the, the relationships with the players and the other coaches it's not just it's not just with players you've got family and you've got recruits and you've got players and you've got coaches and you've got staff you know can you talk a little bit yeah, about I mean, the struggle that you go through and what ultimately makes the decision yeah i mean there's a lot of things that go into and you're exactly right like it's a family decision right it's 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 your wife it's your kids it's you know where you're at in uh, in your career and your um you know um uh, in, in your stage of your life, all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But ultimately, like I said, I just think it's it's a testament to just, you know, everybody around here, just how good of a job they do. Like, I just never been around it where, you know, you come in from day one and everything just, you know, started running and, and, and 
you know, it really was a well-oiled machine. And usually there's some some road bumps, you know what I mean? And, and not to say it's been easy because it hasn't, but um, it's been very, I just think, you know, I've been appreciative and it's been very impressive just, you know, what the guys have been able to do and how they bought in in a, in a short amount of time and the success that we've been able to have. From an edge standpoint, um, what what needs to happen on January 1st to, to beat Texas? What's, what's the biggest priority in a game like that from, from your position standpoint? I just think, you know, the one thing we have to do a great job is, uh, you know, stopping the run and eliminating uh, explosive run plays. I think that is something that's really important. They do a great job with you know all their different schemes that they do. They're gonna they're gonna challenge you in, in the zone scheme. They're gonna challenge you in the gap scheme. Um, you know they got tight ends that are good players that uh, they'll they'll play. You know two or three different um, uh, different guys at that spot. So I just think they you know they have enough variety and they have enough answers. So our guys, you can't necessarily get locked into one thing. You got to be able to play multiple different sets, multiple different techniques, and you got to be able to do it at a high level. And then obviously. When the pass downs come, we got to be able to put some, you know, we got to be able to put some heat on the quarterback and make sure that he's not just standing there comfortable. And and uh, but I just think that's where it starts at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you go back to our last game that we played; it was a huge piece of it. You know, what I mean, to be able to to be able to stop the run and make somebody one dimensional was was a big, you know, piece of our success. And then getting off to a good start, you know, what I mean, that's something too as well. I think in a game like that, you want to be able to get um, get there and uh, and get off to a good start and make sure you can get established as soon as you can. So. Um, it'll be fun. You know, I mean, like I said, I think it's, it's uh, you know, the matchups are very similar to where they were a year ago. I think there's some familiarity with, you know, um, what we did a year ago and, and playing them in the in the uh, Alamo Bowl. So I think it hasn't changed that much from, you know, from what it was a year ago. Well, Durfee have a chance to play or is he too far behind? Uh, I know it might be special teams or what do you think? Yeah, we're using him a lot of different ways right now. Um, you know, it's really unfortunate for him. Like, I mean... You know, they, you know, he, the, the timing of the whole deal for him is so frustrating. The way, you know, it came out here now that 444 transfers can play, and it's just disappointing that, you know, like a guy like that had to, you know, fight his butt off to try to get on the field. And, and you know, we did everything we could, and all of a sudden, you know, there was a, you felt like there was a line drawn in the sand, and all of a sudden that, you know, it just gets erased, you know, um, in a short amount of time. So, it sucks for him. It was disappointing, but uh, but yeah, I mean for sure he's a guy that uh, you know we have some depth in that room. Um, you know uh, Sakai's played well for us. I feel like like he's really playing his best football at the end of his career, which I think is important. Um, you know Lance has done some things here. Um, you know obviously in the in the uh, Apple Cup game, and then um, I think Mo Himes has been you know a solid contributor for us and, and playing not a lot of plays, but when he goes in, man, they're important snaps. You know when we lose. When we want to pull Braylon out and take him out of the game, like we need somebody to be able to go in there and play at a high level. So, um, so Durf will just, yeah, I think he can just, you know, continue to help in the rotation, and he'll definitely, uh, you know, help our football team situationally. For fans who haven't seen him, because they've seen everybody else, what, yep. what can they expect from a skill set, from a, from a motor? What, what do they get with Durfee? Yeah, I mean, genetically, he's maybe the best guy in the room. If you just went, who can run the fastest? Who can jump the highest? Who can, who's the strongest? You know what I mean? Like he might be pound for pound that guy. Um, now is he the best football player yet? He, you know, he's got a lot to work on. I mean, he was a, he was going to be a Division three basketball player. He was a high school quarterback. You know what I mean? So he grew into who he is now today. And I think those are the guys sometimes that become the most special because you know maybe they're a little bit late to the party when it comes to their body growing to where they want it to get to. So he can do it. Like there's you know obviously he doesn't have the reps that everybody else has, but you know you go ask our lineman and scout team when he's down there rushing the passer like there he was, he's making those guys and those guys are two pretty good edge you know two good tackles on the edges that we have so uh so yeah i think his he probably has you know just uh as far as uh 
the ability to be able to play with power and to be able to play with speed and a little bit of finesse maybe as much as anybody on our team. Like Braylon's going to kind of run through guys' face all the time. Zion's going to do some of that, but he's going he's gonna to play with a little bit more of uh, – um, of a speed game and and and, and uh, Zach's got you know he can he can do both of those so that that I just think he's got the ability to be able to to be really good as he uh, progresses here in his career. I don't know if you've had a chance or even noticed, but if you look up to the left at your conference champions, two twenty three was added. Did, have you guys had a chance to let that sink in a little bit? Not really. You know, I mean, I think at the end of the year you will. You know, obviously you get a ton of phone calls and emails and things like that where guys are like, hey, excited to see you guys play here. And guys, you know I mean, are watching, obviously, when you play, you know, late in the season and things like that. But, uh, but no, I think once the year's over, like everybody right now is just, you know, you just want more. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to seize the moment. You're making sure your guys are locked in and that you know what i mean every little detail and things like that that you can help them through that you're uh, you're doing that just so that when you get to game day there's you know there's just no questions that that they're prepared and ready to play and then you you know you put the chips down and and uh and you go play the game but uh but yeah once the season's over we'll have you know maybe 28 or 48 hours to at least uh you know um look back on it and and be able to uh, reflect on what happened and uh yeah that, that's the time i think that that you do those things it's coming up here, supposedly. Yeah. Get your shopping done. Did oh. you uh, grab any ice cream in the 30-degree weather? No, no, I passed, man. I passed. <laughs> I passed. It looked good, though. Uh, I'm wondering, for this game, kind of broadly, when you think about to win this game defensively, what are the things that you guys absolutely have to accomplish to be able to go out there and win? Well, I mean, I know it's a little bit cliche, but we've got to do a great job at the run game. You know, I think, um, you know, I think um, Sarks always, they, they pride themselves on being able to establish the ground game. And you look at their offensive statistic, their offense statistically, they're very well balanced. So starts with the run. I think the other key core element is the, do a great job at their screen game um, and I think that's you know a thing that they've hit a ton of explosive on throughout the course of the season so we got to do a good job managing the screen game as well that was something the screen game screen game that you guys got hit on some early in the year and it seems like maybe you sort of figured yeah out. no we had to make some we had to make, it, it, it's been something that's consistently showed up and our guys know it and, and we put a lot of emphasis on it here the back half of the season it's you know it's a place we're practicing that we're not even seeing running the games every single week because we knew that was a core uh, improvement area for us and you know really going back you know it's been better since Utah but we had one you know one during that game that hit us for a big deal so it's a big deal for us and the guys know how is yours a different more developed quarterback than a year ago yeah I think the biggest thing is he's making a lot of mature decisions you know I think sometimes maybe in the past you know decision making might have been off a little bit um but he's he's making good clean decisions he's getting rid of the ball on time and um, I think he's um, you know more defined in, in his accuracy I think that's a major uptick for him and how accurate it's been especially on you know specifically on some deep balls and some big throws down the field you guys were sort of rotating through safeties with injuries and stuff throughout the year seems like you've got the full complement yeah how much does it help Asa in the mix Cam Fab in the mix no, all the other guys man. that have developed just having the full complement uh, it's it's you know I, I'm probably you know first of all I'm proud of the guys for weathering the storm we had to weather for a big chunk of the season but you know the value they bring in just just uh, operational uh, our operations and, and they're both super high eye football you know super high IQ football players that uh, get guys lined up right they get us in the right looks we're able to do a lot of things you know advanced checks on the field based off of pictures and and it's great to have them back and, and it was it's it's a uh, you know definitely definitely adds value to to us being successful 
you guys added um, on signing day a lot of length in the secondary. Yeah, Joshua Laird and Peyton yes. Waters and Menke, and I'll try to t- mention everybody. But how much of a priority was that, and was, what's your assessment of what you guys were trying to do? Yeah, no, it's it's 100% we're guys. after we're all after you know length and guys that played with a physical demeanor and a physical edge, and you know you just named them already. I think I think Josh Laird, um, you know, highly highly recruited kid that has a super physical demeanor to him. Um, obviously, Paul Menke. Uh, played great level of football and has got some range and versatility. And and Peyton Waters is a, is a is a tremendous athlete. And I think we want to continue. You think about the league that we're moving into now. You got to be able to have some big guys in the back half that can patrol and roam and be a part of run fits. And you see how involved our safeties are uh, schematically in what we do. There's huge value on having some guys that can be able to 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 be able to pull those things off. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.